Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm a senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer in the heart of Giants Nation, Chris Bizignano. Uh, Chris, I, I think it's appropriate to start off this podcast um, with the, uh, I guess, the remembering uh, what a great player the late, great John, uh, John Mendenhall was. Uh, yeah. He passed away February 26th at the age of 72. Uh, you saw him play, Chris. I, you know, yeah. I did not. I don't remember him playing. Um, I was, like I said, I was born in 74. Uh, you saw him, and, and I think you can uh, touch on, on what a great player he was during yeah. a horrific time for the Giants. Yeah, Jerry. Um, he was an excellent, excellent football player, man. Real good defensive lineman. And let's face it, you know, it was the wilderness years, like what, what we like to call the wilderness years Yeah. in the Giants' history, you know, in the 70s. Yeah. And because of that, he never received the recognition he deserved. Right. Uh, I feel he should be. Uh, Jerry, don't forget, this was before the stats of the quarterback. Sure. Um, sacks were an official stat. Yeah. Um, and to me, he should be in the ring of honor. Yeah. And I think some of those guys that were really good and on the defensive side of the ball, and trust me, there was a lot of them. You yeah, know? right. Um. We've talked about this before. The problem was, you know, the offense was horrific, and you know, and we always joked, or at least I always joked about Dave Jennings was the, the best <laughs> offensive yeah. player they had. You know, right, 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 right. Um, but guys like John Mendenhall, um, never received the recognition, Jerry. They should have, because of the losing. You know, right. Um, if those teams won playoff games and maybe even a Super Bowl, Jerry, yeah, you would have heard about John Mendenhall. Um, he would, in my opinion. He would have been in the Giants' ring of honor without question, you know. And yeah. there's a few guys from that era, Jerry, that yeah. are not in the ring. I feel they should be. And yeah. Sad to hear it, man. Mendenhall, 72 is not an old age anymore, dude. No, I know. Um, I know it's awfully young. So, yeah. But John was a class act. You could talk about, you know, in a few minutes, the interview you have with him, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he really appreciated that. I know you told me that, and you could get into that in a, in a second. And I'm sad to see it go, but John Mendenhall... Uh, for people who don't know or just heard about him, was a real good defensive lineman. Yeah, you know, Chris, from that era, it's only Brian Kelly, Brad Van Pelt, and, mm. and Dave Jennings. Other than, I mean, Carson and, and Martin are in, obviously. But guys that didn't win Super Bowls, right? It, it, from that era, it only seems to be guys from the 81 team or, or that made it that far. Like, there's Mendenhall, there's Spider Lockhart, Bob Tucker, uh, you know, Johnson, right? And and I don't, Ron Johnson, I don't, I don't think, I think you you dumb down the ring of honor a bit when you put too many in, but these were warriors. These were guys who played on a, on some horrible teams who should be in. Right. And, and I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said Mendenhall is kind of at the top of that list. He's a guy who, you know, I think his best season, if sacks were a stat would have been 12 sacks for an interior lineman. And that's like Aaron Donald numbers. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, you saw him play. Uh, yeah. My father used to talk about him. Uh, I think he was a third round pick in 72 out of Grambling. And, um, you know, yeah, man, when I interviewed him, I kind of stalked him. It was hard to find him around the country, right? right? So he didn't have Twitter, and I'm just typing in John Mendenhall, and there's a mil- there were a lot of them, right? And it came up Rufus Mendenhall, which was his middle name. That was his middle name, yeah. And I'm like, huh, Rufus Mendenhall. Let me check this guy out. So, dude, I, I must have called 10 numbers. People were like, who? I got it, dude. <laughs> wrong number, right? Like, yeah. I went in full stalker mode. Right. I'm like, I am interviewing. I just Then I was on a mission. Like, I'm interviewing John Mendenhall, right? And, um, you know, I did it before my, I, I, I did it in, in 2017, uh, before my dad died. So he, he actually got to read it, Good. which is very cool, which is, I think part of the reason that I went in, in full stalker mode. Um, and he, Chris, I'll show he you, could, I'm sure your dad loved John. Oh, I loved him. Loved yep. him. Yep. yep. He could not be more gracious. It was almost like he was glad that someone reached out to him. It was so like, he was like, sure, Jerry, I'll talk to you. And he was such a nice man. And it was like, I said, you know, you can see it in the interview. I posted it a couple of days ago. You know, do you feel like you should be in the ring of honor? And, and he said, yeah. And he's like, you know, Hey John, I think when he hung up with me, he's like, Hey, tell Mr. Mara I'm, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And it was like, Oh man, like, I don't know why there's some guys that just, they haven't made the cut, but whatever. It was such a nice man. Like you said, 72 is not old now. And, uh, yeah, it's a shame. That's all. You know what, Jerry, I tell you what, my man. Yeah. You know, I run into John Mara a lot. You know, I mean, obviously, yeah, I run into him at the games sometimes. Yeah. And now, obviously, last year, the COVID thing, I don't know what's going to happen this year, but pre-COVID, I used to run into him at the facility. 
Yeah. And I always, I think I even talked to, well, I told yeah, I you on the side a few times. I, I know where you're going with this one. Uh, we shared a bathroom together during <laughs> halftime of games. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to get into it, okay? <laughs> number one number one or number two? Uh, yeah. Uh, it was a quick one, so you, you know where we're going with this. So, yeah, um, right. I tell you what, Jerry. <laughs> next time I run to John Mara. Yeah. And I actually could grab him for a few seconds. I'm, I'm going to ask him. Yeah. You know, very respectfully, you know. About John Mendenhall. And, yeah, um, good. And I hope that, you know, John obviously, you know, John considers it um, because he was a great giant, in my opinion, you know, and. Yeah. And, and you could, you know what, Jerry, you, you tracked him down. Yeah. And he was so appreciative, right? Yeah, he was. He really I, was. Because those guys back then, they felt they did their job. Yep. And they lost games because they couldn't get a first down on offense. Yeah. You know, right. you had tomatoes like Craig Morton thrown to the other jerseys. You know, yeah. Um, you had you know, I had an offensive line that was a bunch of tomatoes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had a receiver that, that that you know couldn't get open. You know, if there was nobody on the defensive side of the ball. Right, right. And this is what we lived through in the seventies. And I, you know, I'm not gonna get it too like I'm Johnny nostalgic, but I'm just telling you the way it was. The point I'm making is that well, you sat and you sat in the stadium though and had yeah, to I watch mean, I was it in live. Three hundred six. You know. Right, right. The point I'm saying is that Jerry, there was so many games, dude. Yeah. That guys like John Mendenhall. Used to walk to the sideline, would take the helmet off, and you know, just have it on his side, and yeah. with their head down, yeah. losing a twenty to sixteen game, twenty to thirteen game, you know, right, right, losing to the Cowboys again, and a game if they had any kind of offense, maybe they could have won. Yeah. Um, so I remember specifically, Jerry, a few times, Mendenhall going to the sideline, okay, mm-hmm. sitting on the bench, and just putting his head back, Jerry, like staring to the. To the, to the sky, like, what the hell do we have to do to win a game? Can't we right. get an offense here, you know? Right. And that's, so, they were overlooked, Jerry, so I'm sure when you got in, t- in touch with him and said, hey, Jerry, John, we want to talk giant insider, you know, we, we want to talk about your career, my man, you know? Yeah. I, I, I'm sure that's why he was so appreciative uh, because they were overlooked, dude. Yeah. And there was a lot of good defensive players. You know? Yeah. Yep. And it's a shame, Jerry. It's a shame. But uh, I'm glad you tracked him down years ago. I'm glad yeah. your dad got a chance to read it, and uh, because he deserves that recognition, dude. Well said. Yep. I, I can't add possibly add anything to that. God bless John Mendenhall. He's in a better place now, and uh, what a, what a great giant he was. I'll leave it at that, man. Nice work, Chris. Um. All right. Well, speaking of old time, is coming back. <laughs> yes, there you go. Let's lead, I guess that'll lead us right into the offensive line coach in the Coughlin era. Pat yeah. Flaherty coming back. How about that? Judge getting getting in touch with him and adding him to the staff as an offensive line consultant. Uh, Jerry, I guess that's something that's a positive, no? Yeah, and he, look, he was there when the guys like O'Hara were there and Soybert, um, you know, free agents from other teams or out of college who were not household names but became great, great giants. So, I like this hire as a consultant role. Um, I think, uh, you know, I, I like that, that sales there to, to, to coach them. And I like that Flaherty's brought in as a consultant. I don't think it could hurt, especially after last year. And I like that they're trying to right the wrongs from last year, right? Colombo didn't work. The Guglielmo, he did okay for a while. But even you said, like, this guy wears thin on, at least with the media. Um, I'm not sure about internal. But um, he's kind of a wild card. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty thrilled with this. And I like that. Joe Judge is able to kind of pivot quickly and make corrections on his coaching staff. I mean, you saw him do it last season, midseason, um, and he's just – this only helps us, I think. Jerry, I wrote this in the last Insider that's hitting the stands now, and people will be getting it, right? They should be yeah. getting it by now or real soon, okay? Yep. I felt this was the only real hiccup in Judge's first season. Yeah. Why is that, Chris? Well, the offensive line didn't play well except for one little stretch. Right. Judge jumps in, doesn't like the way the progress of Andrew Thomas and some of the other kids, guys, and he kind of jumps in and says, no, nah, I want him to start. I want you to start. He tells Colombo, I want you to start teaching this technique. Right. Colombo's like, F you. <laughs> they go at it one day. Colombo gets fired. Right. So that didn't go well. Right. Brings in Dave DeGuglielmo, right? Okay, knows him. He comes in. Offensive line didn't really improve on the Googs. You know? Right. They didn't finish well. I think we could all agree on that. They did not finish well. Thomas 
finish well. Pretty pretty good at time. You know, he was pretty strong. He finished. Yeah, they, I would say there was a middle stretch where they did okay, and then it fell apart. Right. Again. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then it, you know, I heard a report that they tried to come to terms with Googs, didn't work out, and Judge yeah. and they and they went their separate ways. Googs winds up going to a college, right? Yeah. Wasn't like Judge was like, "Hey, we got to get this done." You know. Right, right. I want right. this guy here. Yeah. Did you know? Didn't yep. happen like that. It was like, okay, Dave, this is what we're gonna you know, this is the offer. They threw some numbers around. Googs being a headstrong guy he was, felt he was worth, he got another offer, and they parted ways. Right. So Judge is trying to get this down here. You know what I mean? This yeah. is two offensive line coaches in one season. Right? One of them yep. he had to jump in himself and feel like he had to, you know, kind of rescue the unit, right? Right. Okay, so now he goes to the young guy, Robert Sale, and then he brings in Pat Flaherty, right? Yeah. To me, Jerry, it's like Judge is saying to himself and the organization, all right, that Bizignano moron and the giant inside is right. Maybe this was my little hiccup. <laughs> yeah, right. I got to get this straight. I got to get this straight. <laughs> I, you know, maybe he feels, hey, I don't like the progress. I, I'm going through coaches. I don't like the way – I didn't – I didn't get this down. I didn't get this 100%. Right. I got to get this right, you know? Right. He brings in the sale. We're going to see how this works out. And then brings in another consultant in the old-time you know, coach who did a hell of a job at the Giants, Pat Flaherty, you know? Yeah. So we'll see if it works out now. But I find it interesting, Jerry. This is like the fourth guy now. Yeah. And a little over a year, the judge has brought in to try to get this right, you know? It's funny, man. It's with the with regard to bringing all the different players that we've had the last three years and all the different coaches. Now, it's like, man, we we got to get this offensive line right, right? Like you think about all the different players, the moving parts over the last three years, and yeah, it was Gettleman, right? Um, and the different coaching staffs, and and now four guys in two years coaching them. It's like, God, we got it. We got to figure this out, or you know, you can talk about all the receiving weapons you want for Daniel Jones. If you don't have the offensive line, that's why we can get into it another time, but. If the right guy's there at ten, I'm at eleven. I'm not gonna be upset, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna be an adult about it. Uh, but obviously, we'll we'll get into a lot of that later. But yeah, this offensive line, Chris, has to be fixed. And you would think Flaherty's only gonna only gonna add to the success of that. So, and Jerry, you bring up a great point, dude. You yeah. could have all the Allen Robinsons and Kenny Galladay's and Chases and yeah. you know Waddles all you want. Yeah. If nobody's blocking up from for Jones, it ain't gonna mean crap. Right. So this has got to get corrected, man. You know. Yeah. Um, yep. and, they're, and and they're looking. Obviously, the experience of Pat Flaherty is looking. They're looking to take this line and whoever comes in now. You know. Yeah. Um, to another level, they got to improve, Jeremy. They have to improve. They got. You know, if, if this is the same type of performance from this line in 2021, it's gonna be the same old story, dude. Yeah, and then Gettleman's got. Yep. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So. Uh, so I, I, that's the way I felt. I saw that high. I was like, man, judges, he's hammering away at this. You know, I, I got to get this right. I got to get this right. You know? Yeah. Um, which is good. Right. Which is good. Um, you know, I, I don't know this for a fact, but for all we know, maybe judge wasn't a hundred percent happy with Googs's T uh, what happened on the Googs's watch, you know? Yeah. Right. We like I know. said, they won't go into the, they won't go into the uh, end of the world to try to keep him, dude. Yeah, he did not exactly open the vault to say, we got to keep this guy. Right. So he was a... Uh, this, you know, this doesn't go against the cap, Jerry. So if Judge went to Mara and Gettleman, hey, this is my guy. We got to make this work. Okay, Joe, we'll make it work. You know, did you get that sense? No, it was like he was gone, you know? Yeah, I'm trying to think of another coach in another sport that's a quick fix that you know is not going to work, but at least for a while it's like... He'll do for now. Like, and I, I'm, I'm trying, I'm struggling to come up with somebody, but it's almost like a, a hired gun that you need for like a year and say, all right, let's try and fix this. And then we know that he's not the long-term solution. Let's just get this over with. And then we'll bring in well, who we hope is the longer, longer term guy. Yeah. So, well, if you, you know, if you want to talk a little hockey quickly, that's like a Claude Julian with the Bruins. All right, let's get him in here. Try to make a run at the cup quick. You yeah, know, there you go. Yeah. And then he goes to Montreal, whatever. Same thing. And, and, all right, give it him. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? That's not, that's not a bad one. Yeah. Yep. So. All right. Um, Nate Solder, Jerry. Let's stay on the line for one second. We'll get into yeah, some go ahead. probably yep. cuts that are going to happen. You know, um, Nate I was going to ask about the, uh, the you okay. put out a tweet that they're, um, you're meeting with the Gettleman and, and Judge will be meeting with you guys March 9th. I didn't know if you were going to ask him about uh, 
anything related to the line and that one. And I don't look. I don't want to give your questions away, but um, I didn't know if you wanted to talk about that first. But we could stay on Nate Solder as well. So, yeah. Well, listen. If nothing's happened by then, we we you could ask. Oh, I, I should say I can ask. Kendall, you know, what are we looking at with Solder? And they're not going to really get into it. Yeah. Know? Right. Um. You know, we could we, obviously the talks to me about free agency. Yeah. How aggressive? What could they do? You know what I mean? All that. Um, yeah. But as far as Nate Solder, you know, a lot of people ask, right? Yep. What do you think is going to happen, Solder? I think we talked about it. Um, Ian Rappaport came out with a tweet report last week saying that, hey, if Solder's back, he's not playing at this contract. You know? Yeah. They're going to have to restructure. Yep. Uh, we talked about that a couple mm-hmm. of days before that. It was like, you know, Solder comes back. If he doesn't retire... They're going to tell him, okay, Nate, um, you're not playing at that cap number. Right. You're not you're making this to money. Right. right. If he says no, which is his option, yeah, he's gone. Yeah. Now, would I like to see him in at a lower cap number, Jerry, and compete for that right tackle? Yeah, sure. I would. I got to be honest with you. You know, I really would. Yeah. Uh, but that's where we're at with Nate Solder. I got a question for you it's on, on Solder. Not that we care about dead money. If if they cut him before June first, it's around ten million that they save. If they, I'm sorry, six million. I'm sorry, yeah. Chris. If they cut him pre June one, it's six million. If they cut him after June one, it's ten million. Now you can't sign someone and say, "Oh, don't worry, guys. By the time season comes, we'll be under the cap." It, it's all real time with with the cap. Do you see him possibly being a post June one, or would they say, you know what, we got to no. to free up six million now? We got to do it now. I'm glad you brought that up, Jerry, because a lot of people ask that. Why don't you just wait to June first? But here's the thing: you need the money for free agency. Right, right. It's not like guys. It's not like you could say, oh, don't worry. It's not like Goodell says, oh no, the Giants are over now, but they'll be down by by September. <laughs> don't worry about it, guy. We're good. No. Okay. The yeah. reason why you cut these guys before yeah. June first is because you need that cap money for free agency. Right. Unless everybody be getting cut after June 1st, you know? Yeah, there's, there's a time value to this. Right. right. March right, right, 17th. Right. Actually, March 15th, you can legally start talking to players, agents, right. right? Right. March 17th is the first official day of free agency in the league year. You want 12, 14, 16, 18 million, whatever it is, to start playing around a little bit. Right. You can't wait to June. That's why you don't see many June 1 cuts, unless something happens, you know. And that's the, you know, the, that's the reason. You know, I mean, teams need that money for free agency. Yeah. Uh, so... And that's the story with Solder, man. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what he wants to do. You know, that, there was a report out there. I forgot who put it out there that he's really not. I think it was Jordan Rain on ESPN, but he, where he, he's not really working out like he usually does. Right. I found that a little alarming, Jerry. I found that like he's maybe not thinking about playing. You know. Yeah, that's that's a concern. Um, I get. Look, we totally understand why he opted out last year with his son. I, I completely understand. But if you if he's not working out, then it's like all right. Well, then let's let's figure this out now, right? And yeah. if you're going to come back, it's going to be less money, and we got to renegotiate, or or they're just going to cut him and take the ten million dollar hit probably, and and save six. So it's something they're going to have to um, something they're going to have to to figure out sooner uh, rather than later. You don't want to wait too long. With with regard to offensive tackle, look, we we talked about Zeitler. He's got to stay. We got to probably renegotiate that because if they cut him, it's a twelve million dollar gain. But he's too good. He's come on. He's the best lineman on the team. Is there anyone else in in free agency? And I'll read you the list. Look, there's there's high level guys that the Gettleman's going to struggle to not sign one of these these top guys because it's loaded with Panthers and ex Panthers, Chris. Right. So first you got Trent Williams, then you got Taylor Moten, uh, Russell Okung, Daryl Williams, um, Alejandro Villanueva. And then the, the lower level guys are like are Matt Filer, uh, Mike. Well, I can't. I'm not going to read Mike Remmers and Kevin Belcham, right? So, of those guys, is there anyone there that you know that they could sign bargain basement wise? Guy, don't see them making a splash on the offensive line, dude. Yeah, I don't see. I don't see either. And a lot of those guys are left tackles too, and you know right. that they're set at, and the big right tackles that are going to be available: Daryl Williams and Tyler Moten. You know, and, and they're yeah. going to be. They're going to. You know, they're going to ask. They're going to be demanding a lot of money, man. And yeah, I just don't see it. No, I don't. I mean, a guy like Beecham, he he can move. He can kind of. He can move around a bit, I guess. But I mean, I, I don't I mean, know. He's a right tackle, Beecham. Right? That's one guy you could plug in at a one year deal or something. But he's gonna, like a, look, like Fleming. Like yes, okay. Yeah, but he had a nice year, Beecham, last year. Yeah, yeah, a really nice year. So he's gonna, you know, he's gonna get some money too, man. 
Yeah. Uh, but look, Jerry, speaking of cuts, you know, listen, next week, there's going to be a lot of big names on the market, dude. Yeah. It's going to be a massacre, I'm telling you. Yeah. Because of what's going on with the COVID, the cap, and all that. Right. You saw a little taste of it yesterday when Kyle Van Noy got it. Came out of nowhere. Yeah. Dolphins cleared up some space. Here's a guy who was on a four-year deal, played well for them last year. Boom, he gets cut. We got about 75 questions on Van Noy, so you want to address it now real quick? Yeah. <laughs> well, obviously Van Noy would be a nice little signing. You know? Okay. Uh, yes, I mean, he would fit well in Patrick Graham's system. He's very versatile, dude. He could play the inside, play outside. He's on the line. He's he's off. You know the whole deal. Gets to the quarterback a little bit. Gets pressures. Nice little player. You know. Yeah, yeah. He's had a nice career, man. And, um, obviously, so he would be a nice fit for the Giants. No question about it. Yeah. Um, but just that, you know, Jerry, you're going to see a lot of names, brother. Yeah. And it got a lot, what's going to be this free agency is going to be a lot of one year deals. Yeah. Why? Well, because one, the cap's going to go skyrocket in 2022. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. So these players are not dumb. A lot of these guys are going to sign one-year deals, and boom, they're going to get their money. If they have a good nice season, they're going to get their money in 2022, Jerry, because after these TV deals are done, the, the cap's going to go up to like 205, 210, 215. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the way this, this, that's the way this offseason is going to work, man. You're going to see a lot of big names getting cut next week, next few weeks. You're going to see guys signing one-year deals. One-year deals, yep. And then you got, you know, the teams with the good, you know, with the cap money, like the Jets and some other team. All right, they'll they'll sign guys three, four years. But as far as the Giants, you got to look for a lot of those one-year deals. Maybe make that one little splash. A little surprised I didn't get a text from you last night that there was another guy cut. Um, I think it was last night. The Rangers were on last night, and I saw it come across Twitter. Uh, former, you you did tweet it. You no, did tweet, tweet it. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what's the choice between Tyler Eifert and uh, Kyle Rudolph, Chris? What would you do there? Oh, well, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Tyler Eifert's had injuries, so he came back last year. Played. A he little, had a good know, year last year, though. He played pretty decent for Jackson. He did, yeah. He, he, you know, for a guy that's coming off devastating injuries. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, look, I think Kyle Rudolph's got some ball left in him. You know. Yeah. Okay. I really do. Um, yeah. And Jerry, if the Giants got him, <laughs> you know, uh, are we going to be upset? No, the guy can still play a little bit, can still block a little bit, you know. And, yeah. You know, he's he's a Notre Dame guy, so, you know, he's smart as all hell, you know. <laughs> exactly. My right. boy Charlie Weiss already is throwing it out there. I see that. <laughs> right, right. Coach, Coach Weiss already is saying, you, you're going to get a hell of a player here, a smart player, you know, because that's his boy, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, that would be great. I, I want a tight end. Look, I, yeah. I, I look. I you might from, get one on the eleventh pick. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I'm saying well, <laughs> right, but whether they keep Ingram or or not, we still need one. Like, I'm sorry, we we need a, another tight end. Whether it's Eifert or or obviously Rudolph goes into he's the number one guy or number two. I'm, well, if they keep Ingram, he's two. But there's a there's a scenario where if they got rid of Ingram and then they signed Rudolph, I mean he could be a, a one year kind of a holdover, if you will, yeah. or maybe two year. Yeah. Um, but I I want a tight end, Chris. I, we just got it. Yeah, we got to no, get another one. So yeah. Hey, look. I mean, speaking of the cuts next week, you know, uh, Levine Tolola should be one of them, right? Yeah, right. That'll exactly. land two point nine, and you know, I guess we're all going to see Golden Tate, you know, and then we'll see what happens with Solda and uh, and and hopefully not Zeitler, but. We've talked about it. Would it, be, would it shock anybody if Zyla? No. It's $12 million, you know? Yeah, it's a lot of money to save. It's a I 14, don't expect it, but it's it 14 against the cap, $12 million savings right off the bat. Yeah, Absolutely. But we got to figure out how to get some cap money, man. They're, they're, you know, they're right around even now. 500000 whatever, under, something like that. So Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. With regard to another another spot that obviously is gonna is a need I, I think because there's just too many question marks Chris right you have Lorenzo Carter you have O'Shane Zimenez they'll probably sign Kyler Fackrell again to a one year but we don't know um but look the edge rusher position Carter was coming into his own and got hurt I still think it's enough of a question mark to where they should bring someone in or you know if, if they draft someone great again that's another another spot at 11. That could be the guy. Um, it could be Rousseau from Miami or someone like that. But look, it, it, as far as edge rushers go, you have Shaq Barrett, you have uh, Yannick Ngoke, uh, Trey Hendrickson, Melvin Ingram, Matt Juden, Leonard Floyd, <laughs> hmm. Bud Dupree, uh, obviously um, Romeo Aquara, the former giant. Um, 
But do you see them? Because I, I put my prediction in the insider. Do you see them going after an edge rusher in free agency? Or what do you think there? Uh, and I'm sorry, I should also mention Hassan Reddick, um, mm-hmm. who had, I think, 12 sacks last year, but five were against the Giants. And 11 so were can, against the Giants. <laughs> right. That, that concerns me, right? Like, so what do yeah, you think, dude? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I just don't think they have the cap money to do it. Okay. I think they stick with their kids, you know? Yeah. They got 40 sacks without a pure edge guy. Leonard Williams comes back, Jerry, which we all expect. Yes. That's the key, you know? Yes. Leonard comes back, Carter, X, you know, um, and these other guys, you know, I, I just don't think. Now, if they go that direction, who are you looking at? I mean, it has to be Shaq Barrett, one of them, right? Oh, my God. Right? You got some older guys in Justin Houston and Von Miller. I think we could forget about that. Yeah. Matt Judon, 29. Okay. You know? Yeah. And Bud Dupree's coming off an Achilles injury. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and now, Jerry, if they went that direction, and I've yeah. talked about this before. Yeah. I think Shaq Barrett, forget about that. Okay. Right. Money-wise. I The guy I like to see put in is Leonard Floyd. Yeah. And, and it writes the 2016 draft for them. Yep. Um. And a guy wrote, read an article the other day on NFL.com about, well, a lot of people, oh, you know what, Leonard Floyd, uh, don't, you're a little concerning about him, you know, Aaron Donald, all that crap, you know? Yeah. Um, but then people, you know, the same article about how this guy, and we talked about this, man. Yeah. It seems like the light bulb has gone on with this guy. He's a good cover guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets to the quarterback and all that, and he really played well last year. And it wasn't, obviously Aaron Donald helps a lot, you know, but... You can't just say, oh, all right, you know, it's Aaron Donald. Like, you know, uh, you got to look at everything, his whole body of work. And uh, yeah. that's the guy I would like to see. You know, he's young, Jerry. He's still pretty young. He's 28. You know, yeah. I, that's the guy I like to see targeted. If they even go the direction. I just don't know, you know, if they're going to make yeah, this I work mean, money-wise. Th- there's also, look, there's also Carter Coughlin and Cam Brown. They, Carter Coughlin flashed last year. Mm-hmm. It's just that when you take them all together and you throw them in a stew, it's like, well, we still don't know if we have the ingredients for a meal here. Like, it's just, it's a lot of question marks. There's potential. There, you know, Carter, Zimenez, Fackrell, uh, uh, and uh, uh, Carter Coughlin. Uh, when I said uh, Loren- uh, Lorenzo Carter. Um, Carter Coughlin, Cam Brown. Like, that's five names that could be really special or just, eh, pedestrian again. So I, I just think there's got to be someone like they, obviously, look, Jabal Sheard, uh, Trent Harris, they're not gonna, they're not gonna make it back. Um, I don't think. Um, so yeah, un- unless they go, unless they're thinking someone in the draft, I'm expecting someone to come in in free agency, dude. Yeah, I would think. Yeah, and you notice after the 40 sacks and Leonard Williams getting 11 and a half last year, you notice you don't, you're not reading so much about they gotta get an edge guy, they gotta get an edge guy, right? Right. right. You know. That's yeah, true. I think a lot of people in the organization have faith in a Leonard Williams is coming back. Yeah. B, Graham has, you know, these schemes, you know, because like we talked about, 40 sacks they wound up with. If, if I think I even wrote an article, if I would have said, hey, Jerry, I think the Giants are going to get 40 sacks last August, you would have said, all right, Chris, you're fired. <laughs> I think it was, it would have been launched or something. Right. <laughs> so, you know, nobody expected Leo, but now, it's, you know, there's so many things, you know, so many schemes with Graham. Yeah, and, and now it doesn't mean you're not gonna look. Doesn't mean you're not gonna draft a, an outside edge guy, whatever it might be, second round or third round. And who knows, Jerry? They might even go with the kid from Miami in the first round. Yeah, right. Yep. We don't know that. Yeah. You know, we feel that they understand that they have to get a playmaker for Jones, but we don't know that for sure, man. Yeah. You know. Yep. So we'll see how it plays out, man. I just don't think they have the money for one of these big guys, dude. I really don't. Um, so I say they, they come back and look, Jerry, I, I put something on Twitter last week and I was watching Lorenzo Carter, his first, you know, I think he had hurt in game five, whatever it was, right? Yes. Yeah. I really liked what he was doing, man. Four or five. Yeah. Yeah. He, I really liked what he was doing on film. Yeah. And I, obviously everybody remembers it too, how well he was playing, but I was watching all of his plays and I was watching things he was doing. And, and he's a kid that really seems to have gotten it, man. And then he, he went down with that bad injury. So hopefully he recovers from that. We'll get him back. You know, uh, I think they're relying on him being a, a pretty good edge guy too. So, uh, Eric, I, I, got an, I got another question for you. I don't think I asked you this last week, but I'm going to ask you. If I did, I, I apologize. I don't think I did. With the Giants needing a receiver as much as they do, okay, on the outside, not a slot guy. Uh, by the way, uh, did you see the, the fight that – 
Smalls had with everybody yesterday and, and had us on Twitter in the middle of it, going back and forth with, we don't need another slot receiver. Yeah. So that was pretty funny. She, she, Stephanie, she doesn't want Curtis Samuel. Right. By the way, Stephanie, we printed that they're going to get Curtis Samuel. It doesn't mean we want him. So just FYI, um, don't, don't come at us. I, at least me. I, I said I think they're going to get Samuel, but it's not necessarily what I want. But here's a question, Chris. If they don't sign a, a, a receiver in free agency, are they almost forced to do it at 11? <laughs> Jerry, they better, dude. Right. That's what. That's my. That's been my argument all they along. They better. Right. And you know, especially after the, the end of the year presser, when they talk about we need playmakers, we got to get Daniel Jones playmaker. They said it. Right. You can't wait for the second round for that. I don't think. Jerry, for a, if for one of one. those got, if one of those big receivers are there, <laughs> look, and they go somewhere else, it's gonna be like. Well, my concern. Doing, my concern you know? is. My concern is that they'll all be gone. And we don't sign anyone in free agency, dude. Oh, that's well, what that's, I'm worried about. That's a whole other story, Jerry. Now you're looking at option, you know, second option, you right? But but I'm saying like that's a failure, I think. Like if that's why we're almost painted into a corner to have to sign somebody in free agency as a, a kind of a contingency plan, I would think. Uh, I don't know, uh, Jerry. Look, if they, we'll see which direction you're going. I don't know if they're going to have the money to do this. But you, there's yeah. ways, right? So if they go after, if they, if so, you're saying they basically have to go after like a Galladay or something like that. Somebody, even if they, they may go after Samuel and say we got our guy because he's oh, so versatile. Jerry, man, I, I tell you what, dude, there's a big difference between a receiver and a true number one receiver. I agree, but I still think they might do a Samuel and say, all right, we got a guy. They still may go receiver at eleven. But it's a contingency plan for them, and I agree with you. It's not the it's not ideal, but they may do it. Well, we'll see. I hope not. You know. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Because that's not you know. Listen, Curtis Samuel could play the outside and all that, but I'm he's sorry, I'm talking a true outside number one receiver. He's, he's not know? a one. He's not a one. Right. I'm sorry, but if they go that direction, then I guess what, Jerry? Uh, you know, uh, to me, that's like what what are we doing? You know, <laughs> I love that line. What are, we, so. what are we doing here? Whether it's looking at plays or constructing a roster, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. I, look, I know a lot of people like him and like that. I'm not saying I don't like Curtis Samuel. Right. You know, I do. Right. I just don't think, like, you know, I just don't think that's, what, you know, we got to get that true outside. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Um. What else in free agency did you want to touch on? Anything else before we get to uh, Twitter questions? Any other positions? Any other notable cuts? Um, the the JJ Watt dream guys is dead. So anybody who thought we may get him, that was never going to happen, and we knew it. But yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, yeah, we knew that. I mean, that wasn't even a question. I was just surprised. And, and you know what, Jerry? I'm glad you brought up JJ Watt because it's like <laughs> I think I said this last off season, the off season before that. Yeah. Don't be believing everything you read. Yeah. You know, there's so much crap out there. Right. People want to put out there. You know, did, did, did anybody know that J.J. Watt was looking at Arizona? No, right. Nobody. Right. All right. So they had a, one guy, uh, 300 reports. It's now down to three teams. Buffalo, Green Bay. Uh, right? Yeah. And he winds up going to Arizona. So yeah. don't, you know, you know, so many people want to put this stuff out there, put things out there this time of year, especially with draft season or yeah, I love when people put out there, like, you know, people write, oh, there's no way Waddle will be there at 11 for the Giants. There's no way this guy's going to be there. You know, oh, forget about this guy. You know, I mean, you know, yeah. history has proven that, you know, you don't know what's going to happen in the draft. Right. As far as these big free agents, you don't know who's going to come in at the last second, right? Yeah. So there's so much crap out there, man. Just, you know, don't believe everything you read, man. You know, uh, you know because J.J. White's a prime example. Nobody... Was talking about him in Arizona. Where does he go? Arizona. Right. Right. Yeah. That was kind of out of nowhere, too. So, Speaking uh, of free agents, Jerry. Um, yes. And you're listening to Jerry Foley and Chris Bizignano on the Giant Insider podcast. Jerry, how about some of the best free agent signings that Giants have ever had? Oh, God. Wait, talk about good memories, dude. Um, yeah. Let's have at it real quick, right? Like, yeah, yeah. A Corsi was great at it, wasn't he? I, yep. I, I, there were so many draft picks he made that I would, you know, I, I'd want to launch something at the television set 
um, you know, Luke Pettigrew, a lot of the first round ones, William Joseph, Ron Dane. I, I admit I liked Ron Dane when it was made, but there was a lot of picks he made where I'm like, Vashante Shanko in the third round. So enough of that. Free agency, man. He friggin' nailed it. He would he killed it in free agency. Well, I mean, look, Jerry Plaxico, right? Right, right. Antonio Pierce. Pierce. O'Hara. Kareem McKenzie's. Yeah. He Sean O'Hara. Right. I mean, yeah. these guys won Super Bowls, right? Incredible. Incredible. Uh, what would you say was the best one? Would you have Plax number one? Yes. Wow, yes. Okay. I, I, he's my guy. I, I, it, right. Oh, God. The, the 2008 still kills me. Yeah. Uh, yes, because he was so big in big games. You know, I know I'm not saying he dogged it, but there were times during the season where he wasn't practicing because he said he had a knee injury. And I, you know, I don't know. I can't get inside somebody's head. But man, did he show if, if so I'm saying if there was any thought of that, man, did that guy show up in the playoffs? You know he was hurt in the Super Bowl, right? He couldn't even he made the point that he couldn't even like cut right because of his yeah. knee. So he was shocked he was even open for that yeah. touchdown. But what he did to Al Harris after hearing all week about Harris, 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 I, you know, they, I think the Green Bay announcer said Harris must be freezing because he's undressed right now. Plaxico yep. is undressing him. So, yeah, Burris, Pierce. I don't want to overlook O'Hara. Um, like you said, you named a great one in McKenzie that gets too, uh, you know, overlooked too often. Yeah. Um, and then there's also like the college free agent that he got, like Rich Soiber, right? Like he found him, uh, I forget what, what school he went to in 2001. But yeah, as far as like actual free how about, agents. How, how about Ancho Roll? Roll was another one. Roll was a, Roll was so much of a, a no-brainer because he was taking over for C.C. Brown. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Kenny Phillips got hurt. Um, and then he came back and they brought in Roll. I think it was 2010. Um, yeah. I mean, Roll's got to be up there as well. So it, number one. <laughs> In the modern era, you're going it's with so hard. You're Burris. going with plaques. Burris. Yeah, uh, I because agree. I agree, man. He made everyone. I, Jim Johnson, the old, uh, the great defensive coordinator for the Eagles, said it. When he went down, we knew we had him. I mean, what does that say? Yep. I, that that alone, I, I got to go with Burris. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a lot. Look, the Giants have really hit it in that time period, free agents. And and I'm gonna, I agree with you, man. I think plaques. Was probably their best free agent signing. Unless there's somebody with someone missing totally, uh, I'll go with plaques. And people listening, you know, hey, throw it on Twitter, man, if you if you feel yeah. somebody's best. Look, I'm sure there's some Antonio Pierce guys out there say, hey, you know what? How about yeah. Pierce, you know? Great, great and player. I, you know, I'm not going to argue with you, you know? So. And, and we're not talking about like plan B, like Everson Walls. Like that was a great pickup. No, like that, no, that was, yeah, that's yeah. different. That was plan yeah. B. Great yeah. player. Uh, but, you know, in the modern era, well, it's modern era, but you know what I mean. The last 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Um, Burris, Roll. I think Burris and Roll are one and two for me. Entre, because Entre Roll, you could argue that that he was he was such a leader on defense for them in 2011. He was only there his second year. I mean, he had Tuck in that locker room too. But, you know, Roll was the guy that seemed to get them going. And he was a good safety. Absolutely. He was a captain, you know, the whole deal. He was the man. He was excellent, you know. Same. And Antonio Pierce... Yeah. Hey, who could forget that tackle he made on a screenplay, right? Huge, huge play. In Green Bay. Interceptions against the Cowboys during the 07 season. Yeah. A leader on that defense. Um, you know, uh, a kid, a real tough dude, man. I'll give you another one. Under, un, under the radar guy who helped somebody young on our team. I'll give you one. Sam Madison. Sam Madison, yep. Really he helped, helped. He helped Corey Webster. He said, this kid's got all the tools. He's just got to get it together. Yep. And Madison's doing a hell of a job in Kansas City right now. Right. As right. we speak, as a coach. Right. right. Um, and, and, and how about a little unsung guy that was big in 07, Jerry? R.W. McCordis. That's another one. Yeah. He was Not brought best in the year signed, but I'm saying another unsung no, free agent I, guy. It was big, I, right? There's a picture on my wall of him intercepting Tony Romo's pass. So, no, right. it, it's fine. Zone, right? Um, and that game. Kavika Mitchell. Kavika Mitchell was big in 07. Big sack in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, and, and um, so. yeah, he had a touchdown in the Bills game, I think, at the end of the season. So yes, yeah, we could, I could do, I could talk about this for this could be a whole podcast for God's sake. So, <laughs> sorry, I'm we, I'm thinking I'm thinking about him now as you say it. I'm, yeah. I'm, so we agree. Such good memories. Obviously, there's a lot of good ones, <laughs> but the best one we agree is probably Plax. Has to be. Okay. Has to be. All right. Yeah, and I wasn't thrilled when they got him. It was like, ah, eh, the guy. I remember well, him as the guy. I, I remember him as the guy who slid, got up, and spiked the ball without being touched. 
Yeah, look, 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 he had a he had, he had some baggage coming when he when he came over to the Giants. There was some baggage on him, no question. I think he did it against Jacksonville. He caught it, slid, got up, and spiked yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> but one thing I remember, look it up, guys. I'm not looking up. I swear. I think he averaged 19.9 before he came to the Giants, and that was the number that stuck out at me at the time. Yeah. And I thought, all right, well, it's all, it was high. Put it that way, it was high. Yep. Yards per catch. Yep. So, dude, hey, good stuff. Thanks for bringing that up. It's like a like a therapeutic therapy session. And uh, well, you know, you know, get him in with some real good free agent signings last year. Let's see if he could, you know, it might not be much, you know, as as much of a splash because of the cap restrictions. But if he brings in a few guys this year who are as good as you know, who has such an impact, like you know, Blake Martinez did, and you know, Gettleman uh, really really had a great free agent signing class. I was going to say. Year. I was going to say, over the last three years, who would you say Gettleman's best one was if you had to pick one? Uh, probably Blake, right? Uh, or Bradbury. Uh, or Bradbury, yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. I mean, look at those two guys this year. Forget it. So. You know. Good stuff, buddy. Excellent. Nice job. All right. Um, question time. We are 42 minutes in. This time flies by. Thank you for all your responses right away. We sent out the email this morning. We'll kick it off with an old favorite, Adriana Ayafola. She's the first one up on the list. Looking like no Galladay or Robinson in free agency, and a lot of mock drafts are predicting Pitts, Waddle, Chase, and Smith will all be gone by the Giants pick. Well, thanks, Adriana. That's great. If that is the case, what do they do about wide receiver? Another free agent or pick another round, hashtag buffoon crew. And that's the bad scenario that I just talked about. Like, one of those four is not there, and they don't sign a, a big-time one. Mm-hmm. I, second I round, second I, round receiver pick. Well, I think it's going to be Curtis Samuel and another guy and a second rounder. Yes, that's my prediction. I'm sticking with it. Oh, oh, oh! I thought you meant they didn't sign any free agents. Well, she get... said looking like no big free agent. Like, what's the what's the plan? Oh. Another free agent or pick another round? Oh, okay, okay, okay. But I'm saying Curtis Samuel and it would be round two. Yeah, and maybe mm-hmm. a trade up for a guy because they cannot afford to not get a guy that they think is number one. So, um. Let's see. We talked about Tomlinson and, and Williams, guys. I'm really sorry. Um, here's one from Chris at 56 GVN64. Should they, should they trade Zibanejad, Kako, and prospects for Eichel? Ooh, sorry, wrong podcast. If the Giants lose out in the top four, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so we, we just talked about that. Um, I will answer that one, Chris. Would I trade those three for Eichel? Yes, I would do it right now because I've, I've kind of – I've had it right now with the Rangers. I know they won last night, but um, I'm just seeing some bad things from guys that I expected a lot more from. So, <laughs> But that's another podcast, like you said, Chris. <laughs> All right, Kerry Feliciano, if you became available, would you guys want Zach Ertz? If so, how much do you think he'll command in the open market? I hate the Eagles, but Ertz, blah, 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 blah. What do you think, Chris? Would we want Zach Ertz? I, I would have no problem. I'd pick him up. I would have no problem with Zach Ertz, yep. <laughs> I'd go to Philly or wherever, South Jersey, uh, and yeah. pick him up. He's going to be expensive as hell, though, no? Well, Jerry, I don't know. That, look, this is a different offseason for Asia-wise because of the cap. Yeah, it's true. Uh, with the COVID That's a good thing. Point. So I don't know what these guys are going to get. I, and I, I keep saying that, and then you keep reminding me that. Right, it is. You're right. It it's is. a different – you know, it's yeah. just going to be different with these numbers, man. So I, I, I can't even give it a guess on that, man. I really yeah. can't. Yeah. Uh, the Mecca of NYG. Hey, boys, as we get closer to the deadline to tag players, how worried are you about Williams not getting signed in time and then they have to tag him again? Are you concerned about that? Sure. Everything. You should always be concerned negotiations. It's to the signatures on the dotted line, man. Yeah. You know? So. Um, Jeff Johnson, seeing a lot of talk about pursuing Kyle Van Noy. Um, is it a red flag that he was released after one year of a four-year contract, Chris? No, it's not a red flag because I saw him play a lot last year and he played really well. So, um, I, well, I mean, it was puzzling. But like I just said a little while ago, you're going to see a lot of that coming up. Yeah. Well, you're going to yeah. see a lot of names that go, wow, why did this yeah. guy get it? Is that a flag? What's going on with this guy? What? Nah, you know, you know that's the way it's going to be, man. A lot of big names are going to get it. I'm telling you, wait. Wait till the next podcast. You're going to probably hear a few more. Yeah. Uh, Keith. I don't know how to spell it. Coach Keith. Add Coach Keith J. How about that? Uh, I've seen Jabril Pepper's name floated a few times as a potential cut candidate. I'm assuming people looking for clicks. I would think that's a – oh, keep up the amazing content. Thanks, buddy. Hashtag Buffoon Crew. I, I, yeah, who the hell's cutting Jabril Pepper's, Chris? I saw I, that I yesterday. I, I didn't 
Did you read that? I never read I that. read it from an account where I'm just like, dude, are we just making shit up now? Come on. Well, that's you know? This is why... Uh, <laughs> like you just said it, I know. I don't He's study saying. Twitter like that because it's so ridiculous. It was, I, like, it was I something that, that popped up and it's like, um, Jabril Pepper's name has been floated around and I'm like, dude, what? No. By who? Well, there's a lot of people this time of year try to get followers. I guess. You know. That sucks. You know, it's, you, know, I, 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 you know, I like people, you know, there's people out there trying to act like they know about rumors in the NFL. Oh, Leonard Williams is going to be signed on the next week. That's, you know, I mean, come on. <laughs> yes. A lot, yeah. a lot of stuff out there. Just take it with a grain of salt. Rob Ford at Rob Ford 1990. I like questions like this. Would you trade our first, even though we said Trace, would you trade our first round pick straight up for either Isaiah Simmons or Jeff Okuda, Chris? UK buffoon crew. Um, if those receivers are on that, for, wow, our first round for 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 Simmons over Kuda, yeah. Um, whew, that's a tough one. Um, oh. man, we need a receiver bad, but you know what, Okuda is going to be phenomenal, man. Right, that means Julian Love goes um, fourth string, pal. <laughs> I'm gonna go with no if one of those receivers are on the board still. I agree with you. I agree with you 100. If one of those receivers are there, you got to do it. Absolutely. Um, let's see. All things Giants, C and J. Giants Twitter salivating for an offensive playmaker, and rightly so. If if there, would you be opposed to grabbing Slater in the first and address playmakers later? Cornerback, then playmakers, or is it now? Oh, look, man, we, that, let's not get cute. Let's not get cute. Let's just take the playmaker if they are there. I said it early. I said it in January, dude. We need two, right? We cannot go into the seat. Like, right now, think about it. We have Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, and Evan Ingram. They are our primary receivers. I feel good about one, and it's not Slayton and Ingram. So <laughs> we need two, man. We need. We can't get cute with this. No way, right? Uh, I, I definitely need one, dude. <laughs> I'll take two. We definitely need one. <laughs> Uh, here's a good question. I like this one. I, I highlighted it earlier. Seamus Markowitz. For Super Bowl 42, the kids were watching in a different room, and their TV was 10 seconds ahead, which ruined the Tyree catch. Have you ever had a favorite Giants moment ruined by outside forces? I'll hang up and listen. And I'll tell you, I, I thought about this one, so I'm going to go first if you don't mind. Good. Super Bowl 42. So I'm going to open up the kimono a little bit. We have a ranch house. On our main floor, we have Verizon. That's because we have New York news and Philly local, right? We're in that no man's land of New York and Philly. Downstairs in the man cave, I have DirecTV because it's, I get the Sunday ticket, but that only comes with Philly, right? So we have two different providers in our house. It's stupid, but we just do, right? Verizon's ahead of DirecTV. So when Burris caught that touchdown back in 07, I will say my brother-in-law, who is a Raider fan, very good dude, Walk downstairs afterwards and goes, I saw it happen 10 seconds ago. I didn't want to say anything. So kudos to him for not ruining it. We were all downstairs. And I wanted to add to this. Back in the 80s, during, during a, a lot of the preseason games were played the next morning uh, on a replay. Yep. So my dad, I would get the paper. My dad would not look at it and say, don't, don't you dare tell me who won. My dad was insane with even with preseason. He wanted to watch every play every, you know, of every game. You know, it wasn't like keeping stats or anything, but he wanted to, he didn't want to get it, have it ruined. So I would say my dad was kind of taught me from an early age. You don't do that. And you have to be cognizant of it when the situation arises. So yeah. even with preseason, he would say, don't tell me who won, close the paper, read it later. And he would have to watch the replay of the giant game. So I would, I knew who won, but couldn't say anything. So it just kind of reminded me of that. Yeah. So shame is hell of a question, buddy. Good job. Yeah. I remember you. I remember those days your dad was talking about it. I remember when it used to be on at midnight. Yep. Yeah, and that's that, right. And then on the next day, you know. Yep. Yep. So uh, imagine that. When you think about that now, Jerry. Yeah. That the preseason games used to be on at midnight. <laughs> crazy. On a rewind. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Is that crazy, man? <laughs> it really is. Yeah. So they used to stay it's up to midnight. So... And then they used to show it the next day. Yeah. I believe it was like a modified version, if I remember right. Not the whole game. I could be wrong in that, though. But I don't um, know. I don't remember. I don't remember that part of it. Might have um, been. So, unbelievable, man. Yeah, and and he wouldn't stay up, so he was like, "All right, don't don't open the paper, kid. Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna you'll be punished for the week." Yep. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, good stuff. Great question, Seamus. Um, 
All right. I'll ask you again because we you talked about it last. You talked. I think you talked about this last week, uh, but I'll ask you anyway. David Malari. Maybe you didn't. Hey, Giant Insider. What do you think of Will Fuller, Chris? I look. I always loved Will. The problem with Will Fuller is that he just can't stay healthy. Right. Right. You know. Um. So are you going to invest all this money? You know. Now look, he's a great vertical threat. He really was playing well. Without DeAndre Hopkins this year, you know, with Watson and all that, he was having a really nice season. He got hurt a little bit. I think at the suspension. Um, to me, I just don't touch it because the dude is always hurt. You know? Right, right. Um, but look, I I love Wolf. I loved him in Notre Dame. I, I, I he came here, did the same big time vertical threat. Then he started expanding his route tree more as the years, you know, especially with under, especially with no DeAndre last year. Um, I like him, but I his injury history just concerns me is why I wouldn't touch him. Fair enough. Fubar at I can't pronounce it. Why is there more why isn't there more interest slash conjecture in Parsons? Some evaluators are saying he's a better prospect than Devin White. I know we need offensive help, but a game altering linebacker is something we haven't had in earnest for a long time. No disrespect to Blake Martinez. I I, I think there would be Fubar if um if the Giants didn't need a receiver so badly, I yeah. think he would, he's totally, I, I, he might be on the table at 11. And again, not, not going to be a guy I'm too upset with, but um, yeah, it's just, we need receivers badly. We need receivers too badly. Yeah. You hit it right in the head, man. If the Giants right? didn't need a receiver, I think you'd be reading about my uh, Parsons a lot. Yeah. Uh, all about NYG. Loud the other guy. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. And know. the other guy, the kid from Miami, Rousseau. You know? Rousseau. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all about NYG. Loudest game and stadium you've ever been to. Hashtag buffoon crew. For, for me, the loudest game, and I don't have the history that you have of going to the games because I know which one you're going to say. Mm. Um, I'll say the Eagles game, the playoff game in 2000. That was the loudest I've ever heard Giant Stadium mm. when Ron Dixon um, returned that opening kickoff. Big Blue VCR, I think, has even alluded to that as well. Again, guys, if you're not following, please do. Uh, Big Blue VCR said it. That's the loudest I've ever heard that stadium. The loudest venue? I think it's that one. I mean, I've been to the I've been yeah. to the vet before with those animals um, at, for a Giants game, and it gets pretty loud. But that game was insane for me. Yeah, was it more than a Viking game? A little more. Believe yeah. I, I know. I know that's weird, but it just seemed like that opening kickoff. It, the place exploded. Yeah, I think th- maybe th- maybe Chris throughout the game, maybe the Viking game overall, but like that that, that moment in that game. Dixon. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no question. Well, my, you know, the answer for me is I, yeah. I'm still going to stick with the uh, the '86 championship game. Yep, and you should against the against uh, the Redskins. Yeah, it's insane. I can't believe. I, you know, you look back. It's one of those games where it's for Giant fans. I mean, look for me. I look. I, I not to overstate it, but in my opinion, as far as my fandom goes, that's like second to the U.S. beating Russia. Like, if you're at that game, it's like you were at that game. For for me, it's it, that Redskins game. Being at that game must have been just insane. I mean, that's yeah. If I could go back to a moment in sports history, number one for me would be, uh, you know, the, the 1980 U.S. Olympic hockey team, and two would be that game at Giant Stadium because I can't imagine what that was like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, yeah, it was something. I wish I was at <laughs> the '80 uh, yeah. U.S. hockey because that must have been something. But as far as football and Giant Giant stuff goes, yeah. I mean, for me anyway, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean you know. You know, the Eagle game. I remember the Eagle game was live. But, yeah, the 86 Giants. Because it was just like so many years yeah. just being released, Jerry. You know? Yeah. A yeah. frustration being released. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it must have been. Because you went through you went through hell in that stadium watching, yeah, you know, was... John Mendenhall struggle and walk over to the sidelines thinking, what the hell? So, it was just. Like you said before. Yeah. It was just so many years, Jerry, of frustration and anger and anything like that just getting released, you know? Yeah. Let it uh, out. Go- <laughs> yeah, right. And Lawrence you know, Taylor, that whole game, man, he he kept going to the sidelines and and he was pointing at the offensive players, like you know, before they ran out of field, after he came off and yeah, and he was pumping up his own guys and you know, I remember him, you know, in the face of guys, just not not yelling at them, but like let's, you know, he wanted yeah. that shutout, he wanted to dominate. It was just unbelievable. It really right. was. Yep. Sims too, Jerry. Yeah. Very sure. vocal. Sim- Sims was very animated during that game too. Yeah. You know, it's amazing the the competitive nature of those guys, right? 
Like, oh, my God. Leader on offense, leader on defense, just yeah. competitive maniacs. Yeah. Well, all right, we'll go a couple more. Average Beast, why does it feel like Judge can make any change to the staff except offensive coordinator? Just because you change the play caller doesn't mean you change the system. What do you guys think? Hashtag buffoon crew. Do you think he just wants to give Garrett another chance and give, put more talent around him, Chris, or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he, I don't know, I think he gets, you know, I think he likes what Garrett does, and they got to get some more talent in here, you know? All right, uh, we'll go one more. Bobby L. at Sports Freak NJ. Who is the one free agent you both want that is not on the Giants right now? And have fun with it, Chris. Money is no object. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say probably Allen Robinson. Yeah, I would be lured by the, uh, I would be lured by the, the, I guess, the appeal of a Shaq Barrett. To be honest with you, I, and I just I realize what I just said earlier that we pick. have to that we have to if we don't sign a wide receiver we got to get one at eleven, but I just I don't know man, edge guy like that I, I think Allen Robinson's a smart one though how about that? Well, listen, it's, it's your own opinion, you know. Um, no, I know, but I'm I'm trying to talk myself out of it because oh. <laughs> Allen Robinson makes more sense. It's a smarter yeah. it's a smarter move. Yeah, so. I mean, just for what we need, my you know. Right. And you say, "Hey, Chris, you his you could grab one guy for the Giants, and for what we need, I, I, that's why I'm like it's got to be Allen Robinson because, you know, you look at Allen Robinson's numbers under these tomatoes that he was playing for these quarterbacks, yeah. you know. Yeah, you, so you put a tweet out about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was like, holy crap, you know, what I mean, and, yeah. you know, so, yeah, that's a good I, point, man. He's never had a guy, right? Yeah, he's you know, oh god, they're awful. So this to me, they're just desperate for that real number one to give Jones some help and. You know, and um, Allen Robinson would be my selection. But can't go wrong with a Shaq Barrett either, brother. <laughs> you know, Gettleman got a lot of crap for taking Saquon over um, Josh Allen and Sam Darnold. Can you imagine taking Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> oh, God. And trading up for him to do so, too. That's terrible. Ah, uh, uh, good stuff, man. Um, you may, you know, we're trying to make a, a dull part of the year fun, and I think we just did it. That was a good one. Um, anything else, bud? No, I guess next week we'll talk about Judge and Gellman. Yeah, right. Uh, we'll be a few days away from, what's today, Jerry? The third? Yeah. Today's the third. Free agency really doesn't start till the 17th. So, St. Patrick's yes. Day, baby. So, we'll be closer to who got cut, who's about to get cut, rumors yeah. of who's going to get cut, and obviously yeah. we'll be real close to free agency, you know? And sooner or later, we're going to start talking about the draft, so that's probably coming up in the next couple of weeks, guys. So, um, hope you enjoy it. All right, buddy. Yeah, and we're going to have a pretty good guest on. Yes, Yes, um, we will. Um, that really, in my opinion, breaks down the draft real well. Um, yeah. And Rick Cetarella, um from the yep. Draft Bible. Yep. And I read all these things, man. And what I do is, well, because I'm a total buffoon, is that I see what the these different guys, draft guys, who they had in the draft, ranked-wise receiver, edge, offensive tackle, and how they went, you know? Right. And and this and Rick is you know he's real close with everything, man. Um, as far as rankings, where they drafted, and you know, and all that. So uh, he does a heck of a job, in my opinion. I really enjoy his publication. Uh, he direct messaged us the other day saying that you know it's coming out really soon. I was happy about that. Yep. Um, and he uh, said he'll come on, and it's just a matter of you know working out, you know the times and all that but we're looking forward to having rick on and he's going to break down some stuff for us about you know who could fit the giants what they're looking for and certain names obviously jerry will hit him with the receivers what do you think about this that this 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 you know yeah and, yeah and uh corners and you know edge guys whatever it might be and and uh, who giants could look at at 11 and rick does a heck of a job breaking it down and uh, i'm looking forward to talking to him man It'll be interesting to see what he says about certain players. And then it's like, all right, well, what do you think the Giants will do, though? Right. So maybe he has an opinion on that as right. well. But yeah, like he's, right. the, he's the man. Right. Nice. Um, look, Rick, look, I'm not saying it's the Ten Commandments. I'm not saying it's Moses yeah. coming down, you know, from the mountain. I'm not saying that, that everything he says is gospel. Right. I'm just saying that he does a heck of a job. And uh, uh, I know you respect him too, Jerry. You know? Yeah. Yep. I, re I respect his work. And I think he'll be a, a nice, nice guy to have on and break down potential giants that would be funny like hearing him say about these guys like hey he should be there at 11 he should be there at the giants next pick and then see what the giants do you're like all right thanks dave bye i'm just you know whatever but yeah it, it should be a fun time um and like you said the guy's uh guy's a guru 
and uh, he's going to go probably a lot deeper than than uh, than most people will. So it should be awesome. And, and that's the stuff, man. That's the this is the in the off season talking about the draft and the possibilities of it and who's out there. That's that's the fun stuff. Can't wait. So good uh, good job by you. It's a good get. And so. just a, and just a quick thing, you know. I remember last year when he put in his draft revival, Andrew Thomas, and one of the things he put like got to work on a technique. You know, yeah. gets lazy with the technique at times. Yeah. And Jerry, that was one of the things that happened. <laughs> yeah. You know, right. his technique that was one, horrible. That one is spot on. <laughs> his right. technique was horrible. Yeah. You know. So, yep. Just a little thing. I think I think everybody will enjoy him. What he has to say about these kids, you know. Good stuff, buddy. All right, guys, to order a subscription to The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com. Go to magster.com for a digital subscription, M-A-G-Z-T-E-R, and download The Giant Insider app from the App Store. All right, guys, remember, Sundays are giant days. Take care, everybody. All right, take care. See you next week. Oh, good stuff, dude.